Hey friends, my name is Ryan Doz and you are listening to Superpower Happy Hour. Today, friends joining me are Will Rose and Trip Fuller for this first episode of Superpower Happy Hour. Oh, Fellas, yeah. very oh, excited. What uh what are we drinking tonight, guys? That's my first question. We're gonna open up these episodes with is what are you drinking tonight so will what what have you got what do you got brewing over oh, there oh i have a very poetic uh beer from burial uh asheville north carolina west coast ipa it's the name bad. of this beer is the arbitrary aim of algorithmic bewilderment that mm. is literal the name of this beer it is so good west coast ipa one of my favorite brews of all time burial Asheville, North Carolina, fantastic, and their cans look like a like an Iron Maiden heavy metal album. And then pretty the badass cans are usually are usually like long poetic names like that. So yeah, super good. What what kind of beer is it again? Well, uh, West Coast IPA. West Coast, West Coast, Coast. Okay. West Coast. West I expected you to go hazy, nah, uh, he's, but he's leveling up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's definitely. I'm sure if I poured this in a glass, I would not be able to see through the beer. So hazy is is a broad general uh, term for the beers that I like for sure. Trip, I know you've got like your own personal flight over there. So what have you got? What do you got? Uh, well, there? there's this really expensive wine that I paid for for Thanksgiving to go with our very expensive steaks because that's what we did. Because I'm the only <laughs> one that eats leftovers. Steaks and wine. Yeah, yes. and Alicia opened the last bottle of our Thanksgiving wine. I just know it's expensive and tastes good. And I, though, I have to say, I got a hundred milliliters of the bottle. Uh, the rest of it disappeared while I was at jazz lessons. Not mine, <laughs> my daughter's. Um, and so there's also um, Dr. Pepper Zero and bourbon. Dr. Uh, Pepper Zero and yeah, bourbon. Yeah, and there's yes. much more. It is It is on the stiff side of life. Uh, and and I got my Deacon Brew, which is uh okay, which is which is the beer of Wake Forest University, where I where me, my wife, my uh brother in law, and my brother all graduated. So, uh, big big Wake Forest family, and the season football season didn't work out well. There's one beer left, so I just said I'm bringing it down because I I uh. All I had today was vegetables and lean protein, so I have 628 calories Ooh. to for for power hour, and so I this is how I figured out my math. I figured out my math. I need to a very low calorie beverage, beer. Got to go diet soda, and the bourbon, and then you you know you got the you got the sugars and the expensive wine, but it's a big dry red, and uh, I mean you know it's red for Superman's cape. Uh, hey. There you go. There's that transition super, for you. Super on Ayo. theme. Super on theme. What I, what I love what I love about that is that we've all at this point heard of girl math, where you try to make things work. I love that Trip has beer math. He has he has oh, yeah. uh, the math is like you know what this drink makes perfect sense for the occasion that we're doing. What I what I love about this is um, my beer for tonight is a uh, a really nice uh, lager from a brewery here in Nebraska called Zipline Brewery. And they have a kind of um, uh, an easy drinking, uh, they call it their all day beer. And uh, this is Dear Old Nebraska Brew. So I'm very excited to dig into this this can. Oh, 
Boom. So, so it's like a zip line or like power lines you could walk across with someone under yeah. your arm. Yeah, you just can't uh, make contact. Or them chunks get. <laughs> That's right. Definitely a zip line. But will when I hear power line, I don't even think of power lines anymore. I only think of the Goofy movie. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. the only thing I find. Well, it's classic cinema. <laughs> classic cinema. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But uh guys, uh along with what we're drinking, we should tell listeners what we are reading tonight. A comic. Yes, that will be surprising to a few people. <laughs> the OG. The OG. We are so the on this first series that we're doing for Superpower Happy Hour. If you're part of our Patreon on Many Paths, you already know what our theme is for the first 10, 10 or so episodes. We're looking at iconic first appearances mm. of superheroes. And really, there's no other place we could have started for episode yeah. one, for the first comic we're talking about, for our first happy hour here on the show. We're starting with Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman, which uh, came out on April 18th of 1938. And it was uh, created by Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel. Yeah, Action Comics number one. We're going to be looking at the story inside entitled Superman, Champion of the Oppressed. So, guys, before we dig into like page by page, your your like your personal history with Superman, and we're going back to the very beginning of not only a superhero but a genre. Like very seldomly do you like go back to the foundational element of that an entire genre was built on. But today we're going to do it with Action Comics number one. What is your personal history with Superman, Trip? Did you have like uh, a knowledge of him going uh, oh. back into comics or movies or shows? Okay. Lois and Clark, Lois and yeah. Clark, nice. and yeah. Um, yeah. I mostly watched it for Lois as mm-hmm. an adolescent because <laughs> uh, it, I mean she didn't quite have like Scully chili pepper vibes. Like she's got more like two chili peppers, not like three chili peppers. Ooh. Like you know on on rate my professor type thing, <laughs> but uh, because you know Scully also is hanging out with Mulder and playing with aliens and junk. Right. But uh, my interest with Superman, I uh, was definitely began because of Lois. And uh, when I read this comic, the thing that stuck out is uh, like Superman becomes, you know, a little more culturally sensitive in all sorts of ways over time. Right. Um, and, and this kind of thing. But but Lois has always always had that proto feminist spunk. And, yeah. and I and. And I just think, oh, that's what I'm talking about. This is, you know, this is before, before, before Lois was a, uh, what was the housewife show? You know, that one a re- you know, like real housewives. No, 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 no. What was the, uh, was like the actress that plays Lois and, um, then the one, and then the other actress that was married to the point guard on the Spurs. That's French. Oh, I think you're thinking of, uh, the desperate uh, housewives. Friends. Courtney Desperate Cobb. Housewives. No, yeah. Desperate Housewives. Yeah, yeah, she was on that. And she went from oh. Superman to Desperate Housewives. And I and 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 so that might be the other reference people know for. But <laughs> like when I think of Superman, I mostly think of Lois Lane. And uh also Superman movies are boring. I find his powers to make him uninteresting. Uh and if someone ever makes Superman 
allusions to Jesus, I lose my biscuits. Uh, so like I can't like I have a lot of baggage with Superman, mostly because of how crappy he's been used for like like reference points. But I, I really enjoyed this comic and it was fun, like re- reading the original. I figure yeah. it's kind of like it's like the it's like the Bible nerd equivalent of like if you had the Q source. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's your, there's your oh, nerd. there's a deep cut for out people. Out yeah, there. yeah, but don't tell anyone. Y'all got to Google that. You got to Google it. Q source out there, folks. Put yeah. that doctor Q-source. to good use. Did, trip. Put did, that doctor to good use. Did Matthew and Luke use Q and Mark? Let's see. Um, well, uh, personal funny. history with Superman. Um, yeah. So as a kid of the seventies and eighties, the Super Friends cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon, was. Yeah, my, like yeah. go-to cartoons. So yeah, the whole Super Friends, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all them was it was a big part of my love of superheroes before I even started reading any books or anything. It was comics. I loved the Super Friends. Um, and the and then seeing Christopher Reeve as Superman in the theater to see that first movie as as a really young kid, and then the second one uh, was Superman Two was was just like awesome. Um, yeah. And so, so that big part of that, um, and, and as I was collecting comics, I was a Marvel guy, I was an X-Men guy, but I would always kind of dip my toe into the DC universe when it came to the justice league, Batman, Superman, um, just acknowledging kind of where he stood as the original superhero that kind of started it all, which is what this comic did as well. Like, like you said, action comics, number one, this is where the superhero genre started 10 cents, uh, 10 cents. But in this comic, there are nine other stories and they're all like reporters and cowboys and Marco Polo and, and like all these, like, but no, a crime, don't forget the crime fighting magician, the, the crime fighting super magician is, is there. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they threw spaghetti at the wall to see what would happen with this new superhero. And yeah, like you said, trip, like the Jesus imagery, but really like these two creators, uh, were two like Jewish teenagers trying to figure out their place in this world, cartoonists. And yeah. So really, the the Moses vibes is really what we should really lean to, like put in a basket, sent to another, sent to another planet, uh, to to find your way, kind of an exile, um, in, in a new land, trying to figure out your identity as not a part of the other, but caring for the other. Like really, the Moses vibes is is really where what you should really lean into when you're talking about Superman. But anyway. We're going down a theology. Yeah, I just don't. I just, I just really think that if, like, when you peaked out as, uh, as like the incarnation involved dying, you shouldn't have impenetrable skin. <laughs> you know, like that's why I always get weirded out about it. It's like you don't yeah, need kryptonite yeah, yeah. around. It wasn't like Jesus got tricked into it. And then when people do it, I'm like, <laughs> why do you want God to be a like omnipotent and like start slaughtering people and stuff. And then usually that person's foreign policy explains everything, which, you know, uh, there's subtle foreign <laughs> policy references through this. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We get sure. political. We get political. Yeah. There's a whole Senate, yeah. like a Senate hearing that we like roll up to in this book. So that's, okay. That's Can I ask you, you're, you're, y'all are both nerds. So like I've, I've I, I, you mentioned the TV show um, yeah. and stuff growing up will like but ryan we're about the same age so like was it the x-men cartoon that got you pumped or were you so like like are you talking like in general like with like, yeah, like when you're you know we're like you're growing up and stuff like the thing that made it like cool like i went to a comic book store for two reasons ninja turtle movies and the x-men cartoon nice 
Yeah. So um, that's actually, you're really, really close to my entry point into superheroes as a concept. Like, I remember I I didn't go to a comic book store till I was in my teens and really didn't start like going regularly till I was in college. But I remember my aunt and uncle and my cousin, they had old VHS tapes of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. And that was like the first anything superhero. Yeah, like Krang, Shredder, like, you know, Splinter, all the turtles, like Donatello has always been my favorite turtle, you know, till, you know, forever. Um, but then like the X-Men cartoon was big. Um, but then actually more along the, the Superman vibe, I remember the CW on Saturday mornings used to run, uh, used to run like reruns of the old justice league and justice league unlimited cartoons Mm -hmm. and then when i would stay at my grandma's on the weekend she you know she had this thing called cable and we never had cable so um so i would stay up late watch cartoon network and you know uh you know i i wasn't allowed to watch adult swim uh when i was a kid but like you know they would do reruns of you know old like batman the animated series you know things like that and yeah yeah the superman animated series is so good like the it's very batman animated series, the superman animated series that kind of followed the batman animated series that's all on hbo max right now that you can it is find yeah it is it is it is fantastic it's, it's great superman like I, I don't understand why they can't get the superman movies right if you just go lean into the Superman animated series and this right, new right. series on HBO Max, My Adventures with Superman. Please just watch that. It's great. And then and then do that movie like that. I don't. That's I like, don't understand. Will I? I I find the Batman movies so much more entertaining. Yeah. Than the Superman movies, and I've never wanted to read a Superman comic because I just don't like him. But Batman's great. But I've just always been a Marvel person. Yeah. And and. And like, but you, what was fascinating to me reading this is like when you read like the origin story, right? Like, how do you frame it initially in things? Like, it made me want to like get the list of the five biggest episodes for every, or like, what were the five biggest like, like either like topics or runs or like whatever, uh, mm-hmm. for each generation to see how it migrates because it was it like reading this was so time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, you can see the that. DNA of like why someone wanted to read these and why they turned into um, the art form we have. Like the thing that fascinated me is sitting there going, you read this and you're like, oh, cool. Like, that's interesting. But but then you think this this made had so much traction as a medium, you know, that later yeah. that later you get like Jason Aaron's Thor run. Or yeah. like Hickman, like, I mean, you start going through everything that comes out in the in the, in that genre and you go like like this was ground zero and that that like made it really intriguing. And there are all these little bits that are just like, oh, this one little scene or one little this where you go, oh, like there are whole runs based on just the under like what was unsaid in this scene. But that nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking at of, the end of yeah at the end of this uh at the end of this episode i would love <laughs> to give some some recommendations of some runs and 
and comics to read if you want to go deeper into some some good Superman stories. There's there's some good ones out there in terms of graphic novels that you could pick up. I have a, a handful there I'd love to suggest to folks um, yeah. at the end of the episode to, to dive into because there's there's some good reading and, and good stuff out there. Um, and I love it that like Superpower Happy Hour episode one we're starting with action comics number one everybody the, knows the, who listens to us that i love legacy numbers and who we are number one we're starting at number one it's we're, like double number one your Will. granddad's attic is is three million dollars if you could stumble upon this just looking through your granddad's or great granddad's old stomach mac your old comic collection or magazine stack up in the attic and you stumbled upon this one you're looking at three mil like just uh, on uh, just right off the bat so Super fun. Here we are. Be nice That's to your grandparents. Fun. That's right. Be nice. You'll look, look through their stuff. So everybody, speaking of, you know, uh, digging into Trip mentioned some of the scenes, uh, we are actually going to go through this story because sometimes when something as iconic as Action Comics number one comes up, usually the thing you're going to talk about next is it sold for this many million dollars, you know, the last time that the book went up for auction. But of course... Everyone's seen this cover. This cover is, it's in the Smithsonian. It's in, you know, it's iconic. It's been spoofed. You know, when something has been spoofed on a high level, you know, like the original truly like made an impact. Uh, (laughs) That meme Uh, of of the kid like holding his, holding his cheeks running through the crowd. Like, you know, that meme of like being, there you go. It's on Action Comics number one. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So we're going to, you know, we're going to go through uh, uh, page by page. And this, I won't lie, this story is uh, very choppy. It's very like uh, we swing completely into different areas of the story. Well, this comic had originally been proposed as a comic strip. So when it was put together in a book, they're kind of just picking and choosing different strips that Siegel and Schuster had put together to sell this to like a newspaper or to a, a publication like that. But they, they're they kind of putting together like a greatest hits, like a compilation of the things they had at that point. So we're going to be jumping around a little bit, but I know that Will and Tripp and myself are up for the task. So page one in your uh, DC Universe uh, Infinity or any kind of digital comic you would find this on, um, we'll put a link in the episode description for some of... Um, some of those things, places you can find to read it. But on the first page, we really see a, a shrunk down version of Superman's origin that he is sent off from a planet that is dying by his scientist father. And then as he lands on Earth, he starts to slowly discover his powers. He can leap tall buildings in a single bound and he has great strength. He has great speed. He can outrun an express train and thus the the legend of Superman, the champion of the oppressed, is born. The last little thing we get on the first page is an explanation of how his powers would work in the natural world. Uh, the authors say, well, an ant can lift several times their own weight, and grasshoppers yeah. can jump a, a great distance. Um, and yeah, we get a little bit of a... Um, explanation of who this Superman character is on this first page. <laughs> It had very big, like, honey, I shrunk the kids vibes. Oh, yeah. It, yes. I was waiting for Rick Moranis to come out and be like, hey, by the way, or I've honey, I blew reader. up the kids. Oh, gosh. Peak sequel. 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah, like you're right. Like they they jump into the origin story and they don't have a lot of time. It's only 13 pages when this first comic and um, really the origin story of of Superman. And, you know, they even just mentioned Clark first. They don't mention the last name until the very bottom of, of the thing. So right. To figure out what, what's going on. Is it Clark? Is it Clark Kent? Is it Superman? Um, but I love this idea. I was that, hoping it was going to be Griswold. Yeah, yeah. Clark Griswold. Here we are. Holiday season. Yeah. It's just, you know, it takes a super kind of dad to put that many lights on the roof of the house. <laughs> super dad. No, but like, yeah, they're like. Um, they're tapping into the science of the day as well, like this kind of Darwinian evolution. Like it's an old, old planet with a scientist who knows a lot because it's an older planet than us. They must be more progressed and understand science better. But there's a planet that's dying. We don't understand. We don't have the whole backstory of why this planet's going to blow up or what's going to happen. Um, but this this scientist put its child on a, you know, uh, rocket descended to earth and and you get this brief explanation of why this guy is called super and and the and the it, we don't have flight yet we don't have x-ray vision we don't have light beams those those come later we just have super super jumps uh powers and you're strong impenetrable skin and uh you're pretty fast um and then the way he's dressed is is like the old circus strongman uh in tights um a, a onesie you know in front of the group lifting whatever it, it's going to lift and then the cape is, is pretty different i don't know the history of the cape the red cape but um or if superman is the first to do the red cape but that that's there you know to pair up with trips red wine you got the red cape but but i do love that scientific explanation hey kids if you don't believe that this guy can do it let's look at nature and look around you that that there are there are signs around us that that show that this can be done whether whether it's the ant can lift um more than its own weight or the grasshopper that can leap um mighty mighty buildings so i love that they they're going to throw in some science in there in case you're like there's no way that could happen well let let us look at nature and see how this can happen hush non-believer yes watch out you okay so this will be my most nerdy aside i just wanted to say that i found the scientific explanation just to be like problematic if you understand the science of evolution because um like one there's like physics right so like part of how like relationships of things that at the at the level of physics right like uh, the scale of something has a dramatic impact on on the power ratio, right? Like the physical constants are the same. So when it's smaller, it's easier to have stronger power when it's higher. Like there are all these variables, say like angle and power and such uh, that are there. That's why humans had to invent things like uh, compression and vacuums and uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and and use gravity to move things with, with like levers and pulleys and such to like early on to get to move stuff. Um, and, and the other element is like evolution, like we, at least on our planet, we got more power, not by like evolving to have more power. We killed off our competitors, our home, <laughs> like the, like as humans, we killed off our competitors like the Neanderthals, not because we were stronger, but because we learned to cooperate through communication. Mm. Right. And so, like, if you think of what his mission is, like, for some reason, Superman comes to this other planet of 
like you know, hyper evolved, like somehow in a million years, Americans are just and everyone on the planet is just going to be rocking out. And he's like, I'm an I'm a real American. Like, I don't know why I love America so much, but like, I, oh, which will lead me to my recommendation later on when he's born yeah. in Russia called Red Sun. But we'll talk about that later. And so you the, took my one recommendation. So the cooperation bit that that the power of homo sapiens over the other are uh, other people that like other species uh, like, you know, like that evolved are our closest evolved kin. Um, it was communication and cooperation that gave us more power. But the other thing about this is fascinating is they have the same anxiety at introducing comics to the masses that the MCU has about superpowers and stuff. They want uh natural they want to naturalize superpowers. <laughs> like if you think of Thor one or any of these things, there's always these like weird explanations where you just can't go like, no, he's a freaking Norse deity. Right. Like, oh, well, you know, he like does the quantum, cool there's the quantums <laughs> and the multiverse and uh, the more technologies and all this other kind of stuff where like yeah. somehow it makes sense to our natural world. There's this there's this insecurity about the genre, like let's ground it in reality in some way it could be explainable. And I actually like prefer comics, fantasy, uh, e any of it where where you're like, no, like I get to tell you how the universe works and yeah. you know what's missing here is like oh well it's a different planet you got kryptonite you got all these variables that then like you can introduce and go and it, and and i was just sitting there thinking like the things i found most annoying about the mcu is when they have to come up with a very poor scientific explanation to naturalize <laughs> something that's just supposed to be cool i'm like you're yeah. reading a freaking yeah. comic but this was inventing comics right and so right, they have this right. like a side and you're like who cares yeah, yeah. it's it, superman yeah, eventually you'll get to like explanation of like it's the sun that gives him his power. He's like a solar powered based superhero and Earth has a different kind of gravitational pull. And Ryan, and I were talking a little bit before this that you have John Carter of Mars is before this. So it's like, yeah. yeah, Superman is a very is a trailblazer beyond what we could understand in terms of superheroes. But there are things before this in terms of science fiction and pulp. Uh, kind of storytelling, John Carter of Mars, of going to Mars and and them understanding like, oh, the reason I'm strong is because gravitational pull is different. They, By the time this comic book comes out, we haven't been to the moon. We, we didn't know the gravitational pull that we can kind of leap leap all these places. We need moon boots to, to uh, hold us down in this gravitational pull of a <laughs> thing. He could just leap, <laughs> leap the, these buildings. So, but it is, they're, they're trying to figure out what this guy's powers is in, a, in, in its relationship to earth and another planet and trying to figure out what it means to be super, the Superman, what, what makes this guy super and what's the powers. And, and that's pretty fun. Just on one page, like we're on one page one. I know. Like, you just always wonder like story proper. Under yeah, what yeah. circumstance are they using the word man, right? Like they emphasize that he's like, they don't have a common ancestry, right? Like this is a whole nother planet. They don't have like a, oh, well, this, this species dropped off some peeps previously on earth and they've evolved slower or whatever. So like right. even the notion of man, uh, it, it like underneath it is this assumption, which it, it's growing in popularity among like, like people that do astrobiology. Uh, that right. there are certain like ruts in evolution that it evolves in similar trajectories. Um, but uh, I, I, this episode doesn't decide whether or not he can reproduce with a human. <laughs> that would be like the real test of whether or not 
uh, scientifically, you would want to associate him as a homo sapien or not. Right. Wow. Sorry, one, Ryan. One page, everybody. One page. No, I'll one say page. almost one nothing panel. about some I'm of the one others. Panel. Uh, I know. So on, on page number two, <laughs> we jump into the actual like narrative. One of the four narratives we get yeah. uh, where Superman is quite large in this first panel. He's a giant jumping over the countryside with a woman in his arms going towards the governor's house. And he's got to stop an execution from being completed because he found the person that actually did the murder. He comes to the door, he knocks on the door, and the butler is like, no, man, you're not going to see the governor tonight. And he's like, the hell I won't. He busts <laughs> day. First of all, we see Superman do, we see him commit three crimes on this page. He he break he break he breaks in and enters without being given permission. He full on threatens the butler with harm, and then he actually does it. And he continues his crime spree through this governor's house as he basically is not taking no for an answer. Then he is, he ends the page by taking the butler by one hand. Up the stay or up the stairs as he's going to the governor's bedroom. This is a wild way to start with oh, yeah. a super heroic individual. Can I uh, just say, like the the most obvious thing about this is you realize just how much core strength that Butler has. When you look at that picture, <laughs> he is straight up planking while being held in the yes. air. And if I was being held by Superman <laughs> and worried about my safety, I would not just be Go like. Limp. Go I got limp. I got about 48 seconds of plank in me right now. I'm going to do it. Go and limp. so just go limp, it, man. Feels yeah. like a good time as any guys. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to work my core while I'm being carried by a man with a single hand up the stairs. Uh, and if, if you haven't ever read this comment, you should just go check it out. Like I, yeah, yeah. I'm re I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're drawing a cartoon. I don't know why, like if you're sitting there, and you know, like I usually just draw comic strips, blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, you're just like, let's get a guy in plank position. <laughs> like I want, I feel like I would notice that if I was reading a comic today, where someone just like their body's in a posture that makes no sense. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that was like what was going through people's heads. Is isn't this how everyone gets carried? Isn't this how everyone gets carried when they're being attacked by a superhero? Yeah, well, no a, one's been attacked by. I'm a superhero planking. Yet, so, <laughs> well, yeah, also, anything... like, can you think of like what if you? Okay, let's just imagine any of us had those kind of powers, right? And you're sitting there. Look, I I'm against the death penalty in general. Um, like, I think it's great to raise awareness around it and such. But like if you were sitting there and you just had this preface before where it's just like, oh, well, we're just down for justice and like the defender uh, of justice and you got cosmic powers and junk. And then you say to yourself. I'm going to stop a single execution and you're yeah. just like, look, I'm a, I understand, but like you got you got to distribute your resources like a little more effective, like we needed a manager. Right. Like it's kind of like like he's kind of like a high yes. quality wrestler where you just like need oh. the manager to set up the right matches. Like 
you're going to dominate him. It's like when Goldberg arrived and he's just slaughtering everyone. You're like, why is why do we need six more weeks of chumps getting about 30 seconds to get speared? And then it's just like one, two, three. Sometimes you didn't even need a jackhammer. Why? Because he's like he's basically the Jewish Superman. That's called Goldberg. And you're like, well, what can't someone arrange a match like he should like deliver it to sting, give it to Hogan, right? Like give it to the big, sexy Kevin Nash. But no, no, like we got this one guy. He's probably like like and then like you you say this, like maybe in this world, there's nothing going on. And it ends in this whole bit with a corrupt politician and a war going on. And you're like in in and Superman doesn't go like I should probably go stop a war. He's like. I bet there's a lobbyist involved. Like, you're like, no, you're I freaking love- Superman. Like, you're <laughs> Superman. Like, maybe take a reporter's bug, drop it in there because you can, like, sneak and junk uh, and, and and be all super powery. But, like, go stop the war. Go stop the war. And this doesn't cross his mind. And I just feel like this is this because our president is so old. This was probably what he's reading when he was young. And this is how he thinks about foreign policy. He's like, we could stop an execution. You should give me credit. And um, I had a, I had to sit down with a lobbyist. I'm a peace advocate. And then you're sitting there like, no, you're the most powerful person in the world. He's like, I haven't even considered using my power this way. This is what <laughs> I, said in the parking yeah. lot. Why I read this waiting for his daughter to get out of. I love that trip went with 1998 WCW references for that. And I have never, I've never felt more seen in my life. (laughs) And the fact that like, yeah, I I referenced the, the circus straw man in tights, but then trip goes to the nineties wrestler, which is basically why Superman still wears his underwear on the outside of his pants, because he is like a nineties wrestler out there doing his thing. And I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like later on, like the fact that he's a champion of the oppressed and the first heroic act that he does is he's stopping like one single execution, wrongful death penalty execution. And and how he goes about that is like assaulting somebody's like butler and tearing down doors and carrying the a woman, I guess, who murders somebody under yeah, his arms. Yeah. He's gagged. Uh, and thrown by a tree and said, I'll get to you later. I, I There's urgency here. I got to get, we don't have f- cell phones where we can. He take probably her. kidnapped her. He probably kidnapped her. But, like, <laughs> but he's going to go. He's he's trying to get to the governor as fast as he can. So he can get on the phone to stop this freaking execution. So, so yeah, the champion of the press, like, yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to talk about the death penalty. So, and, and he's got enhanced interrogation board. techniques. Page three, though. Yeah. The assaults continue. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So Superman's like, no, Butler man, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna be stopped. He's on I'm gonna go to this guy's bedroom and a metal door. How, what kind of door? How fearful, is that? how fearful are you as a governor that you have a steel door to your yes. bedroom? You're yeah. so afraid of being assaulted in the middle of the night that you have a steel door. And the butler has this like cringy look on his face, and he's like, "It's a steel door, Superman. You're never gonna get through that." Really, the butler is the first antagonist that Superman ever fought because yeah. he is keeping him from his goal. Homeboy Superman looks makes... like the guy rolling around in a 15 passenger van with no windows, offering candy to kids. That butler's yeah. got such creep vibes, yeah. right? Like you, you, no one would want to be cast as that character. Like when you oh, just gosh, see his yeah. face. 
he gets posture like he's like somewhere somewhere between like a mass murder and Quasimodo. Uh, but he's on but he's but he's on like that list, you know, the one you check when you move into a new he, neighborhood. He, yeah, he's he's on that list. But for some reason, he works for the governor who yeah, sleeps oh yeah, well, behind a metal door. If you are worried about like fishy junk going down in politics, if you find out in the 30s that there's like someone right behind the door. You know what was happening when this had like when this was released, that was the same week the Nazis wanted to know if J.R. Tolkien was Jewish because they liked the Hobbit. That I are you serious? Yeah, same week. This was my weird Google. Uh because I, <laughs> uh that the, the Nazis wanted to know because they, it was like getting popular because the you know, it came out the year before. And now there's a German translation and it's getting pumped and the Nazis are like, well, but is he Jewish? And and you just ask yourself, like, like that makes no sense to me that this is a question that goes to your mind. That's also that that actually that was like what made me decide not to just lose my biscuits about all these little things where you're like, really? Like this is what you like what this is what you do with all your power? What the governor has a metal door? The governor? <laughs> And yeah, and also, like, could you imagine someone breaking into your house violently with supernatural power and showing you a piece of paper and now you do something like talk about negotiating with terrorists now? Like, that would be like an alien coming in your house. He is an alien. He is, oh, he is an alien. <laughs> but he's also he a man because he's a okay. superman. It's complicated. We've already gone over the it's com complicated, the but he's yeah, yeah. So he's not a he's Homo sapien. Like Luther, he is an alien. Yeah, so he like if someone broke into your house, right, and they're getting their creep on your butler, who obviously is sketch sketch, is now been disabled because I mean he even pulls a gun on Superman and he's just mm. like, good luck. Page point three. blank. Page three. Right, and and we're not there yet. Page three. Oh my bad. But I'm just saying well, no, that that's how page three ends. And that's the page we're on. So, Trip, oh. I mean, this guy yeah, pulls well, a gun on him out of his bathrobe. Yeah. Like, where is that's he where you keep it. Gun? I guess we know what party he's in, right? He's he's keistering this gun. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny like, is well, I, you never know when you're going to need to shoot someone. Yeah. So. And, and then that's what he immediately does. Texas. Like a Walmart in Texas. Yeah, he's just like, whoa, 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 you have evidence that we're gonna execute the wrong person. Clearly, you should be shot. And Clearly, you, you should be shot. Yeah, you're like, whoa, the governor gets off on this stuff. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want to kill the wrong, I don't want to kill the wrong person. No, it's actually, like, I do. The governor's like watching this. He's like to the death. Then, but it, <laughs> there, there can only be one. Four. But page yeah. four, we move into excellent like transition. Little, Will. yeah, thank you. Like we have we have the clock at the bottom of the panel that's telling you the time, almost like the TV show 24. Doot, doot, great feature, doot, by the way. It's doot. great feature. And, yeah, great feature. We have 12 minutes to go. Oh, my gosh. A life hangs in the balance. Nine minutes to go. We don't even get down to one minute like the, the governor's convinced. And then you have this like, you know, priestly person in a row wearing a cross presiding over this execution, which is like, a bit creepy, it. right? Very creepy. I'm like, oh crap, I wear a robe every time. It's yeah. got a long cast shadow. Long like, the priest shadow. looks scary as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we finally, know shit's getting leaked on him later. You can tell <laughs> he and the he and the butler are friends. 
Yeah, Superman's yeah. coming back for the priest next time. Yeah, as, as Superman should. The super He's like, I was going to stop a massive genocide, but instead I'm going to go get this one priest because I'm, I'm a defender. <laughs> but stop to like who who is going to get executed is like a another. Do we even Evelyn Evelyn Curry is the woman that is going to be mar- uh, mar- married, murdered because she has been framed for a murder she didn't commit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I love that that that's like if we're gonna reach young teens in the 1930s, then what's gonna grip them is this uh, stopping execution. I know which um, you're just sitting there going like, do you? Okay, there are lots of wrongful convictions statistically mm-hmm. for the death penalty. Yeah, you want to know what variable really dramatically undercuts it if it's a female? <laughs> right. I know. I was I was a debate champ, and and uh, when I had to defend the death penalty, one of the things I said was, uh, I, I, I told they were like, it's, you know, it's wrong on all purposes. Now, this is not Tripp's opinion, but I just said, well, that's not true because um, like if it's females, it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Like there's like we don't have like yeah. there, there's no like this person's clearly, uh, you know. Uh, innocent and we killed a female it's just guys namely ones with uh, with uh with very different melatonin ratio than superman but it's not his fault Hmm. you know he's from another planet it's just the the planet where everyone evolved faster stronger and are kind of walking around like a deity just happens to be like white as hell melatonin (laughs) oh no They're very, uh, they're very sleepy. They're very baby. sleepy. Very <laughs> sleepy. I did, I did hand it, I did hand it to my daughter to make sure she went to bed so we could start this on time. That yeah, was melatonin is parents' best friend. Best yeah, friend. you just got to use the chewables. Not do you don't want the gummies? You want the the powder ones because if you give them gummies before bed, you got to spend some money on some dentistry. You know. Uh, Trip speaks the truth. Um, in in so many ways. Oh, because your your kids are a few years older than mine. Uh, and Monday, we... my oldest turned sixteen. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah, uh, and but yeah, we always everybody really the 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 goal of the episode was to get to this point where you realize that gummy melatonin are for. <laughs> They're for wuss parents. You go for chewables because that's the long term win right there. We've evolved so much since 1938. Elgin just wanted to give a shout out to the new Captain America run. Like we tried the first two this today. We got the third and it's on the pool list now. And it's just a shout out to the new Captain America run on behalf of Elgin because he had to go to bed because he has a quiz tomorrow. But he wanted the will to know the new Captain America run. Super solid. Sad to the hmm. pool list. And Brown. you know what else Brown, pulls? Yeah, Page five when you turn it. You know, uh, we we do end we do end uh page four though with Clark the next day at his job at the Daily Star, not the Daily mm. Planet, the Daily yeah. Star. And yeah, he he's reading the yet. newspaper and he's like, Oh, Curry's been re- released, and you know that's great. Oh, I'm not mentioned here. Awesome. And we go to the office where, on page five, we find out essentially that Clark Kent gets the Superman beat. He is going to be interested in all 
his editor is like, all things Superman, Kent, that's what you're on. And Clark has this kind of like cheeky, like, well, if if anyone can, you know, get the story on Superman, boss, it would be none other than me. And then he runs off the next panel. This is where you can tell it's made as a comic strip made into a comic book (laughs) where he's like, like, okay, boss, I can I can get to the scoop on Superman. And then it then the uh the um like operator in the in the newspaper office says hey clark there's a wife beating down the street you should go down there and then the next panel two panels two panels clark is walking in taking off his dress shirt when a guy's got a belt over top of his wife and he's clearly you know um it's clearly not like their kink it's 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 a terrible thing is happening yes, right terrible. now terrible and superman superman's like okay man let's uh you're no longer fighting a woman now and he throws him into a wall and is just beating the daylights out of this guy um but yeah like page five we we jump into our next like conflict um but there's some weird stuff on this yeah if you're gonna if you only have 13 pages to prove why this guy is super right you're gonna like just flex all his powers that that he has so yeah you're you're gonna show in the opening panel like the different things the scientific uh, explanation of like ants and grasshoppers but but you're gonna stop execution they're gonna stop a domestic violence but then not only that leading to the next page you have like him bringing out a knife and he's gonna stab him but no it breaks the knife so so yeah so i, I do, can't mess the with the oppressed like this yeah we're if we're going to talk about villainy in the first issue of action comics with superman you have an execute a wrongful execution then you have domestic violence i i think we're i think we're on the we're on the same page with clark kent about stopping oppression and somebody right. their wife with a with a belt and, and he's like nope i'm 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 throwing you to the side but if you're gonna try to stab me it's gonna break your break your knife because i have impenetrable skin um yeah hard hard skin because that's that's evolved or we'll find out later has something to do with the density of our gravity and sun i don't know we'll figure that out later who knows who knows i i just know that was one of those moments that 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 guy it the way i looked at it it was like what would happen if someone had no clue what was supposed to be happening in tennessee william place you know like <laughs> someone that took it wrong and they were like i love this play like <laughs> they like you think of like what the cultural reference is to the point <laughs> and and like th- it, it's like well well well, what's going on? And and then I thought to myself, what if you turn the page and you find that it it's just actually a production of Streetcar Named Desire? <laughs> and Superman has ruined this play. That's so many yeah, he's like, my bad, my bad. I'm an alien. But I'm also a man, but I'm super. And according uh, to the governor's butler, I'm a terrorist. <laughs> Yeah, but I, and they're like, "What did you do?" And like, "Well, I broke into his house." But then, what did you do? I I told the butler to get out of my way. Yeah, like, yeah, but isn't he in? Doesn't he have like a giant vault that he sleeps in? Like, like, <laughs> like, it's, like it's freaking <laughs> ducktails. And you're like, "No, I ripped it off because I'm Superman," and I made him read a piece of paper. And then, and then they were like, "Well, I guess this is before Twitter when you could just tweet your governor." And then he's like, "Whoa, this tweet!" I, now that I've seen the light. I'm gonna Even readjust. That's dated. 
going to X them. The, so the conflict with the the uh, domestic assault that is yeah. happening, it ends with, yeah, he tries to stab him and uh, Superman full on threatens this guy, which I mean, the guy probably not probably definitely deserved. He's like, and now you're going to get a lesson you'll never forget. Now, I have no idea what Superman was intending on doing to this guy. But um, but the guy faints, and then yeah. Clark transforms back into Clark, uh, or Superman transforms back into Clark Kent, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, Superman showed up, and he'll you'll never you'll never guess what happened." This guy, you know, just he just fainted, and then yeah. that he was going to down. have a nice conversation with him about healthy boundaries, agency, and fruitful communication under nonviolent terms, but he fell asleep because I threw him through a wall. I, I mean, Superman threw him through a wall. I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Why should violence and coercion be a solution to a problem? Mm, yeah, I I will lean into this a little bit more. Like I do like that they're already playing with his secret identity and Superman. So like as Clark Kent, as like changing real fast from Superman back to Superman, back to Clark Kent, back to like trying to play it off that nothing really happened here. Superman was here, but he's gone like that. That whole like beat and storyline that's been a part of his, you know, story for 80 some years is, is this like idea of I'm going to play it cool. I don't want people to know who I really am in this world and I don't need the credit. I don't need the, the, um, the power or lord it over people. I'm, I'm going to do this because I'm fighting crime and doing power because that's what's good for the oppressed. And I'm just going to play it off. Like I'm, I'm a mild mannered reporter, which is going to happen here in the next storyline with Lois being like, he, he doesn't mind that he's seen through Lois's eyes as a coward um, because, uh, because of what he's trying to do as a superhero. So that, that what started here and the seeds that are planted here plays through his entire run all the way through his en entire legacy of, of Superman. So, so yeah, we'll hit on this, that we, we jump right into another storyline. This is our, I mean, if you don't count the first page, this is our third story. We're about to start. Right. And three, three stories, one science lesson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait. And it starts with Clark. Uh, we finish off this page with Clark asking Lois Lane on a date. Uh, Trip Fuller's childhood sweetheart, Lois Lane, is going to go on a date with Clark. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, she's Terry. not. This comic book character is not. Doesn't have. Doesn't really pull like Terry Hatcher. If you want to go and, like a deep cut, go to YouTube and find Terry Hatcher's. Um, uh, like appearance on Saturday Night Live, and she has a couple skits on there. Oh, fantastic! Go, go, go! Find that uh, trip tonight on YouTube. Terry Hatcher on on Saturday Night Live. Oh. So while while Will finds a cold bucket of water to dump on himself, I will give you a synopsis of Lois's like shining moment in I this comic. Mm. She is approached by a uh, rather forward gentleman named Butch Matson. Yeah, and Bush. Butch is—he's—he—he <laughs> he, he would like to dance with Lois, and he does not find Clark to be a—I um, don't know—an intimidating enough figure to thwart yeah. him. So then, 
uh, Clark really he really wusses out here. He's like, "Well, okay, Lois, just you know, dance with the man, and we can go." It's like Lois is like, "Hell no, man, you dance with him." And then things get uh, they escalate. Lois full on smacks Butch in the face, which upon my first read of this, I was like, "Yeah, Lois, you go." You've existed in comics for six panels, and you're already asserting yourself to both a a a guy who cannot find his backbone and a guy who cannot understand the meaning of con- like consensual anything. And so <laughs> they, Lois leaves. She's like, "You guys are the worst. I'm headed out." <clears throat> and Butch will not take no for an answer. He's gonna go after her. And we see on the last panel of this page, Superman watching Butch's car go after Lois. So a lot happens here. A lot of Lois-centric stuff happens here. Um, Trip, how do you feel like your girl Lois did on this on this page? Oh, I love I love Lois. I love that spunk. And <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, the Superman needs a life coach. Because he's got he's got a he's got a host of a host of powers, right? Like, and he refuses to use any of this stuff on it. But like, let's say you got I got a lot like a like a jaw like a champ, right? Like, you don't have to pick a fight with a guy. You just got to make like one comment, and he punches, and then it's like fist breaks up on your face, right? Something like that, or you use your little like fire eyes at his junk, right? And like he's you just set his nuts on fire while he's like fire and he's eyes. just like ah <laughs> or or like you like do this stuff and and like you look you stare him down right like you get where where she can't see what's going on right and like you get in his face and you're like i think you need to respect the lady and he does like all his junk right maybe like starts to pull for his pistol and you fire eye the pistol and he grabs it and it burns his hand and stuff and then like you disarm him you're like i got what's going on he's just like <laughs> like there's some creative ways he can use his he uses superpowers where he doesn't reveal his thing but like then like being he's like i gotta be wussy but you could do it where like you're offering yourself up to be the punching bag and junk but like you're using your powers right um or or like oh he, he she gets hijacked and um they're running away because apparently you could just kidnap people and then you talk to them in the car or whatever uh, you know, it's about that, but and I'm like, like one, he just goes, gets in front of the car, jumps over it or whatever, and he's like, well, I'm freaking Superman. Um, like, why not just like Superman, you're faster than a speeding bullet, like, just like fly speeding bullet style into the car, seize it, go through the window, pop, 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 everyone else knocked out. It's like a crash and junk. And Lois is like, oh, well, what's going on? And then who walks up? Clark, you act winded because you're like, obviously, like a Superman. You're not really winded. You're coming up and like you you jump in there. Give him a, a little wussy snap on the face. Right. Just to like show your show your show. You're like, like into it. And you're like, I can't believe they do. I'm, I'm so glad. And then she's like, oh, Clark. Like, I'm just like, the, like, I understand you want to lose your. You lose your cred but like yeah like yeah. she's like she's definitely the authority in the in these scenes like in this interaction oh 100 and you're like working hard to come across like a loser like you don't have to be a loser you just have to be secret 
right? So I just feel like he could be a little more creative. That's why he needs a life coach. And I, I feel like maybe you could holler at Superman. Uh, maybe you could have him on for, for a little happy hour fun and be like, we have a new, we have a new MO for you, right? You got to be strategic in your use. Uh, of your powers. It's like an invisibility cloak, or you have a map that shows where everyone is at Hogwarts, right? Like you don't want to get caught with it. You don't want to use it in the wrong ways, but also like you got to have it in your back pocket. If you got to get something done, you're Superman. Come on. I I, I feel like, yeah, I think his life coach a little bit later on is going to be Jimmy Olsen. Like, I think Jimmy Olsen's like his life coach later on. His conscience. His conscience. Like that's his Jimmy cricket, you know? So, but, yeah, but the fact also that like gr- out- great spin doctor song, but <laughs> the uh, yeah, another 90s reference. I, I think how women are portrayed in this in this <laughs> this issue of one like framing <laughs> each other for murder and execution, then you have like uh domestic violence, and then Lois is kidnapped. I'm glad that we finally get a woman who's pushing back, but the fact that she's kidnapped. And, and they're like, oh yeah, okay. We're just kidnapped. And, but then here comes, here comes Clark and you have the actual cover to the, to action comics happening in this action sequence. So, you know, if you're going to be that, um, DiCaprio, I mean, a point at the TV of like, yeah, there it is. Like, here it is right there in the middle of the comic, the, the cover, the cover of this issue is happening right here where he picks up a whole entire car and, yeah. it and people are falling out. So, uh, he gets it butch. He saves Lois, uh, which is, you know, that that that's it. That's that's a staple Superman, um, you know, trope is this the save Lois and and go to the next day and, and leap, leap where you need to go. But uh, I do like there's some comedy relief there, like in the midst of this, like urgency and violence. And this guy, Butch, he he hangs him by his underwear like a wedgie up on the telephone pole. So I, I, I love that. I do. One of my favorite things um, in just one page back um, before we actually have the big iconic crash of the car is when Clark is when Superman is chasing Butch and his and his gang. Right. They say he's chasing after us. Drive faster. And the driver says it's the devil himself. So like, yeah, 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 like. Here's the thing, though, because Trip mentioned it kind of in the intro that like a lot of times people will make uh, messianic or they'll make savior comparisons of Superman and, you know, and whomever, Jesus, uh, whoever will mention Moses from from the Bible as well. But these gangsters are like, no, this guy is the freaking devil and we are all going to die. Like they're terrified. They are absolutely terrified of Superman. They they're not they're not even looking at him as a oh no we're the crooked gangsters we got to hide from the superhero. They are looking at him as if he is the devil chasing after them. Like yeah, that's probably not a vibe we get from Superman a lot <laughs> because Superman you know to, to my knowledge he doesn't really dig into the whole like. There's not a lot of supernatural things that Superman is going to on in his solo adventures. He's going to like, you probably don't see a lot of Superman fighting the devil, um, but it's crazy. And in his first appearance, these gangsters are like, nah, man, that's the devil. And he's hot on our heels. And then, and then this guy who you're viewing as a, a 
demonic figure, uh, whether yeah, it's yeah, tongue yeah. in cheek or not, they're still using the phrase. He obliterates your car and then he hangs yeah. you from a telephone pole. Like <laughs> this guy is wrecking everything so about you. If Satan uh, is uh, liberating women from the power of patriarchy, you just are like, give me them demons. Right. Like, like, you know, it's not, it's like, you're that guy, right? Like you, how you're, you're high on your own supply. If you're sitting there and you're like, what'd you do? Well, I was sexually harassing her, taunting her boyfriend. Who's a bit of a wuss, even though he's like ripped like a deity. And, yeah, yes. uh, but he has glasses he's on, he's, he's got glasses on. So I, I didn't notice his try. He probably reads books. He, you could do pull-ups on his lats, but nonetheless, he backed off because I'm hardcore. He wanted then, nothing to butch. And for some reason, I could just take this assertive, powerful female out of a uh, public space and put her into my car with my cronies oh my because God. that's how America works mm-hmm. before Superman. And then you say to yourself, how could we communicate in the 30s that the biggest threat to the integrity of American democracy as like, you know, defender of liberty, justice in the American way? Like, like, how would you have like the perfect, the perfect problem? Lobbyists. And then I said, whoa, you just redeemed this. I thought a lot of this comic was backwards. But the fact that the big (laughs) baddie, the OG big baddie. Yeah, is a lobbyist connected to the military industrial complex. I was just like, I am now really into Superman because <laughs> like, you know, it, like I get to, I'm like, well, you know, the stakes aren't that high because he's like, unless there's kryptonite around or whatever, and they haven't even invented kryptonite yet. And the comics like, well, what's well, going to be the problem? But at least it recognizes there are these things everyone knows wrong, like killing the wrong person for murder or like beating uh-huh. a spouse, like yeah. horrible kidnapping a woman and being like, you're going to dance with me. You're going to leave with me and my cronies. And everyone's like, this is horrible. And then Superman in the first comic says, let me tell you what the worst thing that the biggest superhero, OG super, the one, the pioneer that you want to know what the big problem is. Lobbyists. And I just said, <laughs> Finally, I have a whole nother reason I love comics. I have some uh, rather, rather small, small Superman underwear. I might put them on, write a letter mm-hmm. to my congressman. You know, that's all I do. I'm sure. I'm sure Alicia will appreciate that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll take a picture of you in the uh, in the underwear and send that to the, the congressman. Few, few things just to piggyback off of what Tripp said there. Um, our, uh, all, our, all of our, uh, uh, uh Mutual good friend Joshua Knoll once said this, and it's probably not original with him, but it's one of my favorite things Joshua's ever said. Um, and on Systematic Geekology, another great podcast, you can you know hear Joshua uh, sporadically say other you know really really insightful things. Um, he said once that the idea that comics have 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 like they just recently got you know oh well now you know now comics are political. It's like are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? Like action comics number one, Trip just wrote a, a thesis on it that you know 
we have we have Superman confronting corruption uh, in a political system. Is he is trying to stop the death the death penalty from being executed on a innocent person? And you know, like when Joshua's example when he when he said that way back when to me was the first appearance of Captain America is him punching Adolf Hitler in the face before we had even entered World War II. So. Yeah, in 2023, you know, comics just got political. Okay, cool. They've always been that way. Me- media has always been that way. And Storytelling this is before, has this always is had before, a context. Like, yeah, this this comic comes out in the kind of world history and context is after World War One, before World War Two. But then you have two Jewish teenagers, you know, creating Superman, who is from a exiled from a planet and trying to keep a secret identity. Uh, among people but still trying to do good and then being called the devil uh from from like these these bullies like i i think all that is entwined with this champion uh of the oppressed and so um and we, and we see what his superpowers are as they unfold in this but the backdrop of where he uses it and how he uses it i think is super important that that carries through so i think yeah as people try to do you know this this kind of like revisionist history of comics of why are they so political these days and why are they so woke and why are they doing this and why are they doing that and it was like well look it's from the get-go it's always been that way and it's super important to lift up and understand from the original comic that kind of started it all yeah so just to, to, to dig into that lobbyist story just a little bit um it's it's really simple um but <laughs> what happens is the next day after Lois's kidnapping, which, by the way, we've seen multiple kidnappings in less mm-hmm. than 10 pages. Um, let's just let that settle in. Um, <laughs> Siegel and Schuster went back to the kidnapping well a few times in this issue. <laughs> um, and, and they're going to go back to it again by the end. So Lois goes in the next day and says, last night I saw Superman and the same editor that gave Clark Kent the Superman beat says, Oh, did you see pink elephants too? It's like, yeah, you, you want someone to cover this story. <laughs> pink elephant. Uh, but what is that a reference to? I'm, I'm, I, I'm probably just like, I'm sure it's a reference to something. And listen, Some there's a listener out there that thing knows about like, why. Like, yeah, yeah. Pink um, but then he, he then gives Clark Kent a bit of an assignment where he's like, hey, something's going down in this fictional South American country. Go there. Clark's like, nah, not happening, man. I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. Um, instead of instead of uh, addressing the branches of the problem, I'm going to go to the root of the problem. Yeah. And he, he goes. Systemic analysis. Yeah. So he's not content to deal with the, the, um, the results of the problem. He's going to go to the root of the problem and he he um he eavesdrops on the outside of a building this uh this political this politician being entertained by this lobbyist and here's what happens the the politician says i suppose you're going to be well taken care of he says to the lobbyist and superman on the outside says you bet you will like and i love that he's saying that to himself like that's how superman gets himself amped up to kidnap a guy and he's like, oh, just wait. You you will be taken care of by me. And that's right. He tries he tries to he tries to talk to the lobbyist, and the lobbyist is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you get out of here, man. And then Superman 
commits his next kidnapping. He's he's the kidnapping scourge of the DC universe. He kidnaps yeah. the lobbyist, walks across um what looks like uh maybe like a telephone wire. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is oh, yeah. running running away and uh he's going to take him to the Capitol building on our last page and then the story just kind of like concludes. To be continued. To be continued. And, yeah, the, on the last panel it says um and the, the the lobbyist name is Greer. That's you know what we're what we're told his name is. Despite Greer's uh, frenzied protest, Superman leaps out into the night. Missed it, doggone. So the cliffhanger uh, is: Is he going to fall to his death? That's the thing. And then we kind of get the uh, we get the wrap up where it's uh, and so begins the startling tales of the most sensational strip character of all time. Hence the. These are all comic book strips from designed for newspapers being put together into a comic, um, which kind of explains the scattershot narrative that we've you know, just sat through. But then uh, we see a physical marvel, a mental wonder. Superman is destined to reshape the the destiny of the world in a way. They are very, very, they're very right with that. Um, at least the world of the comic book medium he reshaped. But um, guys, any final thoughts or um, observations on Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman, Champion of the Oppressed? I I just know I'm going to go find Action Comics number two because I can't wait to see what happens next. Is he going to fall to his death? What's going to happen with this lobbyist? What I got to find Action Comics number two. As looking at my my handy device here, pink elephants are attributed to people who lose who hallucinate while drinking heavily. So maybe superpower happy hour. We're going to see a lot of pink elephants. So at the end of our episodes, we're going to do something where we're going to rate we're going to rate the issues that we read, um, and we're going to rate it on a six pack score. I gave it a five. Five fresh Sierra Nevadas, but the six one's open and you're ready to chug it while you're ultimately revealing the undermining of political democracy in America. Because on behalf, you want democracy, not just in your country, which which the lobbyists are against, but even in the workplace. Hashtag feel the burn. There you go. Uh, well, I, I, so, I so, will so, say Trip, I'm hearing you. I mean, you say like like five and a half out of six. Yeah, but you're rolling, right? Like you've already got it open. So yeah, like, no, no, you know, you're on when your you open that last beer, are you yeah. not going to drink it? What are you going to do? Like wake up in the morning and have it taunt you and be like, you should have Philippians four thirteen this. Yeah. yeah, is this is this an well? What do you day? give it out of six? I will. I will give this five Sierra Nevadas. Um, I don't have the six one open just yet. I'm going to wait and see because he's just leaping. Is to be continued. To be continued yeah. was a little was a little like okay. I don't know if I'm like really invested in the to be continued of that last one, but but yeah, strong five. These kids were were throwing everything at the wall to try to see what sticks, and they they changed the game and how we do comics yeah. and yeah. how we do superheroes. So so five five Sierra Nevadas uh, for me. I, I so think five. I strong. think it sounds like uh, your description there will sounds like Led Zeppelin one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. you get done with Led Zeppelin. It's still like very blues based album, right? Even though do some mm-hmm. covers and standards and stuff. But like once you get done with that first album, you feel like there's Led Zeppelin too. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh junk. 
Right yeah. now, and then you're like, you want a cash breakdown? And you're just like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you knowing now what happens, like, like this eventually leads to, uh, like one, two, three, four, right? That's yeah, change the game, change the game. Yeah. Superman, yeah, eventually get to Superman number one, not just action comics, but Superman number but one, Superman number, number one, which uh, yeah. I believe is also the first appearance of Lex Luthor. Ooh. Um, but who knows? Thing is in something... my phone, Superman is uh, is Ryan Doe's. Like, that's what this was his nickname, Superman wow. number one, Ryan Doe's. Well. <laughs> I I I appreciate that immensely because uh man it's just a lot a lofty uh, nickname to receive. Well, um, yeah, but see some of the listeners may not be members of the Patreon yet, but when they get the <laughs> Patreon members calendar they'll understand. Yeah, it's it's the it's as close to the to the the trip swimsuit uh calendar that we're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody, we rated this comic, you know, obviously it's it's it's, it's its significance to the comic book medium cannot be understated, but also I believe its historical significance in the wider lens of storytelling cannot be underestimated. Because obviously comics and cartoons and um, comic book strips had been around for decades at this point. Uh, you know, um, every major newspaper was, you know, putting Eisner cartoons in. They were, you know, they were creating their own, you know, kind of a ragtag um group of kids you know kind of comics there's there's a, i'll probably put a link in the episode description here there's a fantastic book and the author's name escapes me right now but it's um the history of american comics and it is it is an incredible read um you will learn so much about the world of comics that don't have to do with capes and cowls and giant S's on their chests, but they do have a lot of time devoted to Superman. Um, I know Will's going to get to his recommendations and Trip has a few questions we're going to get to. Um, one thing I will recommend, I'll leave the comic book recommendations to Will because I think he's going to give my one comic recommendation that I would give. Um I would recommend you go listen to a podcast. It's a limited edition podcast called Stealing Superman. And it tells the story Mm. of when uh, the actor Nicolas Cage got his Action Comics number one stolen from his house. All legit police reports, FBI, everything. But there is a specific episode where they talk about the actual significance of the issue itself outside of the case where um, they're trying to find the the person who kidnapped or who took this, this issue. But there's a great episode about Siegel and Schuster within that podcast that I, I recommend anyone, anyone go seek out. Also, it's just an entertaining listen. Um, and it's a, it's like a crime. It's a crime podcast that I would listen to because I don't listen to a lot of crime podcasts um, or really any, unless they are comic book, <laughs> comic books that have been stolen. Unless Superman's breaking and entering. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but Will, why don't you give some, yeah. uh, some recommendations for, for Superman uh, that people can go check out? Yeah, and I think um, there's also some drama behind like Siegel, Siegel and Schuster in terms of the creative rights and how they created yes, this, for sure. and like copyright issues and and the acknowledgement that they got. So same with like Jack Kirby and others in terms of those who created these characters and companies that took a took it out of their hands and um, made money off of it without the people who created them getting getting the proper 
pay, I think is, is a big part of, of this story as well. My uh, big um, kind of recommendations I'll go through real quick. Um, All-Star Superman, Grant Morrison. Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. Superman run that gets to the heart of Superman and um, uh, Lex Luthor and, and Lois. Um, I, I have to recommend Kingdom Come, which is, has most of those heroes in it. But in terms of Mark Wade and what he did there about Superman getting to the heart of what makes a hero, I think is extremely important. Uh, Red Sun, which is a Mark Miller, um, which is um, what was Ryan's That's what I would recommend. Yeah. And, it, and it's what if it's a what if story of what if superman landed in russia rather than america and what would that look like in terms of the communism and him being used as a like a weapon of mass destruction kind of thing and then there's a couple alan moore stories for the man who has everything alan moore and then whatever happened to the man of tomorrow is great and and then the next one i think that trip would really like um, in terms of superman lois and clark uh, you have um, this emergence of Jonathan Kent, but but Lee Weeks and Dan Jurgens did a, a run called uh, Superman, Lois and Clark. And Lee Weeks were my top uh, comic book artists of all time. And that book is super gorgeous, but also an incredible story about Lois and Clark and them creating a family. So uh, check those out. Well, everyone, that brings our first episode of Superpower Happy Hour to a close. Thank you all for listening. I hope that you check us out on Instagram at ManyPazOfficial, and I hope you check us out next week where we will be drinking some more beers, talking about another comic, and enjoying our happy hour with some friends. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for checking out this first episode. I really do appreciate it. If you think about it, leave a review and a rating underneath here in the uh, in the episode description, and we'd appreciate that. But until next time, keep reading comics, keep chugging beers, and we'll have fun when we see you again.